0: It. Hello, 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 and welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Monk Friends Roundtable Discussion. This is episode 75, which we don't have a title for, but we have Nick Irwin, so that might be part of the title because, well, I'm unoriginal. But before we get started, let me remind you that we are covered by the BIPCOT No Government License, which allows for the reuse and distribution of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That is B-I-P-C-O-T dot b-i-p-c-o-t.o-r-g. Yeah, that's about it. That's all I had. What are you guys up to? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fuck, that's it.
0: Done. Shows over. I haven't moved from and from,
1: from my webcam all day.
0: Yeah, recording, recording, recording.
1: Yeah, that's a, it. A podcaster's yeah. life for me. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's what I'm going for.
2: <laughs> yo ho, yo ho a podcaster's life for
1: me. Yep. And yep. and
0: that's the uh the new version of the Anarcho Pirate.
1: Yeah. Worst pirate podcasting.
0: That would be a cool network name.
1: That would.
0: Copyrighted.
1: Uh, nope, copyrighted. Status copyrighted. Nick 2019. Co- Get the shit. fuck out of here.
0: Yep. <laughs> Take now. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> Nick <Fine>. So, <laughs> you guys like you're all bundled up. Nick, is it cold up there?
1: Yeah, it's cold up here, man. It's in the uh, probably tw- low 20s, almost high teens right now. It's it does, been uh, cold for weeks.
0: It doesn't get that cold here in the winter. Like, our, yeah, but you our, also our, don't
1: have real guns there either, so I think it's an yeah. even trade-off.
0: Yeah, We're also on fire.
1: Yeah, so, that's why you're true. so warm. Hey, Okay, so that's what I gotta ask you. That came up on my show today with Daniel Johnson. We were talking about all the bullshit in California. So what's what's with the conspiracy about the fires being set in the path of the bullet train they're trying to build? Okay. So that they can clear all the land.
0: Number one, number one, first off, that is bullshit and and, and has been debunked a hundred times. Uh number two, the okay. the image that they use, the, the meme, I know the meme you're talking about. It it shows the yeah, yeah. the the bullet train and the fire side. If you look at the scale on that map, the scale isn't totally wrong, right? It shows that the, the fire mm. side of that meme shows the whole state. The bullet train is only in the southern half of the state, mm. right? So the scale's off okay. on that. Okay. And then, uh, and then second to that is um, most of the bullet train goes through farmland, where I'm there's no anyway. where there's no fires. <laughs> they just took the land and. Uh, if I didn't
1: know it. But- I'd say you were a bullet California bullet train shill, so I'm going to stick with my memes.
0: <laughs> if I if I had cashed my bullet train shill check, we would not be having internet issues.
1: <laughs> that's true. And I can't see either of you guys anymore.
0: My see, eyes aren't see, hurting. Ex-
1: exactly. I also miss it.
0: <laughs> see, that's what it is right there. <laughs> it's a C-O-N-spiracy. So... <sighs> but
1: yeah
0: man. Spe- speaking of fires here in California um a documentary came out on Netflix on friday um f- called fire in paradise paradise California mm. northern california uh the camp fire mm-hmm. that was the one that mm-hmm. went through and killed killed eighty six people um my daughter was at college there at Butte college down at the bottom of the hill and had to be emergency evacuated and my Shit. brothers my brothers um fiance's family uh they lost everything lost their house and all that good stuff and um they're actually live out in oklahoma now like they got like that far away but the documentary oh, shit. the documentary came out and like it's only 40 minutes long and like eight minutes into it like i'm fucking hyperventilating like it was it was that bad they had they had like all this live video um of like people recording on their phones like last will and testaments and Calling, calling their loved ones, and then like the 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 cell the cell tower caught on fire, and the the cell signals went out, and like if you get a chance to watch it, like shit shit like that is a damn good reason to be a prepper. Just yep,
3: yeah,
2: absolutely put it out there, absolutely. Yeah, the very yeah. first time that something goes that wrong, and then you have all the supplies, none of your neighbors do. It's like oh oh, I'm the crazy one. Oh hey, <laughs> look at that. Yeah yeah. <laughs> the crazy one has all the bottled Fucking water, a,
0: motherfucker. Man. <laughs> yeah. and I ain't sharing. Yeah. There's <laughs> mine. <laughs> like and people people were like calling 911 and like begging for help. And then the 911 operators like, there's no help. Like we, we yeah, can't fuck. we can't like like where it is, Butte County is it's it's not it's a geographically it's a large county, but population it's a small county and paradise is like up the hill there's only like two ways into it and they're both two lane roads and like ugh, these fi- the, the the fire was moving the, the fire jumped a canyon like a quarter mile yeah. wide canyon the fire jumped it the winds were pushing the spot fires that fast and is like red bluff in that county uh red bluff is north uh it's 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 well north i think it's up there in Shasta county it's it's about an hour okay. hour north, my, of, got, north of. North
1: she go. I got family up there. They were helping people <laughs> during that fire. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, there's still people living in temporary housing, um, all this. But like, like one of the one of the things that like, in in an article I read about the the anniversary that's coming up, the eighth is the anniversary of the fire. Um, one of the the things that I read that like really hit home for me is like, it's a be- It was a beautiful town, with a great population. And like eighty percent of the people contacted said that they're not moving back.
1: Yeah. You're just fuck. like, nope, fuck Why it. they like
0: you? No. No, it'd be like I mean eighty-six people died in this fire. And and I've been, we've been talking for the last year on, on Facebook different different people about like how the government helped create this situation. That led to this, and like, I'm mean, sure there was some climate stuff and uh, the drought. You know, I mean, you, you can't you can't I'll have like you, you can't have you can't have a 10 year drought, 10 year natural drought, and then like have a year of flooding and expect like the drought to be over. Like, yeah, 10 year droughts not going to absorb enough water to end the drought. But well, yeah, the ground's <sighs> too hard; you I... can't
2: absorb anything yeah. else.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: And you have ten I don't know if
1: you heard me when you when you Greta? mentioned climate, but I said yeah. okay, Greta. I just want, you have I want stolen. that to be on the record, please.
2: You know what? How dare you? How dare you <laughs> <laughs> did,
0: did you did you guys read the article about Al Gore and climate change? Like he said like, he said like the, the, the number one Which way one that we one? can fight it's it's a from recent 90, one from it's the nineties? Rec- no, it's it's a recent one about his farm. He has like a Uh 400 acre farm in Tennessee and he says, he he says, has like the number one thing that we can do to fight climate change, air quotes, climate change is to use traditional farming practices,
1: (laughs) (laughs) which sure, sure, Al Gore, which people have been (laughs) doing those too, by the way, for
0: hundreds and thousands of years before the government became involved in the market.
2: Isn't he the same guy who also like was like weren't all him and all of his people also the ones who were sent blaming it all on on farming in the first place like because cow farts, like wasn't that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bovine that was flatulence thing? Original. <laughs> oh, those damn cows and their methane releases.
1: <laughs> Shakespeare's, Shakespeare's, I'm just Shakespeare's saying, Shakespeare's Al Gore probably Al Gore probably invented traditional farming. <laughs> Watch yourself.
2: I invented your <laughs> traditional farming. He's he's, he's, super, he's the first one
1: to raise man bear pigs in the continental US.
2: He's super he's guys, super serial, you guys. Yeah, guys, this is super cereal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh okay, god. Fucking up. How, is that, how is that how does anybody take that dude seriously at all anymore? Like if if he if he himself was not the nail in the coffin. South Park was. I mean it's game <laughs> over and people and idiots are still listening to him.
2: Yeah, I mean and his wife Tipper is a complete absolute basket case too. I mean first of all, Tipper, really. But ignoring yeah, that her name's Tipper. Yeah, the ignoring uh, like how do you walk across the dance floor to dance and be like, Hi Tipper?
0: I'm Al. <laughs> like <laughs> Don't forget it, Tipper, <laughs> Tipper's the one that... I, I believe Tipper's the one that Dee Snyder yep. addressed. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, 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 the rock music doesn't cause violence. Yeah,
2: that's where I was going. Yeah, she, was yeah a, back that in was the... Incredible. Yeah, like the early 90s, she was really, really big on the, we need to ban violent rock music and because it's causing degeneracy and a moral decline and blah, blah, blah. That was her, and now... Oh yeah, we're, we're we're seeing the exact same arguments come back, the same tropes again, because they're trying to use it against video games. Uh, that's. I don't remember Nazi soldiers playing video games, but apparently video games
0: are the only cause of mass violence. Well, yeah. Uh, um. Um. Was it Abel and Kane? Uh, like one of them just got done playing GTA Five, and then yeah. smacked, smacked the other one at the rock. I mean, come on now. I
2: mean, clearly that's. Yep. I, I, well, I heard it was doom, but
1: <laughs> well, Nazi soldiers weren't playing video games because they were in that, that sweet spot of that, uh, that cyclical saying, was it uh, weak men make hard times, hard times, make strong men, strong men make good times and make, uh, easy times make weak men or something like that. They're in the hard men category there. They're
2: too hard to play video games. Although I'm pretty so I, sure they, I'm they, pretty sure Himmler was I, a duke RL though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no.
0: I don't know how we got on the subject, I, I, but it's a perfect segue to our first article. Yay segues. Right, I right. love I love good segues because well we don't have the awkwardness, but I still make it awkward because Then you point out that it's a segue. <laughs> yeah. And I'm
1: was <laughs> <That's we're>, the <laughs> best segue.
0: And we're we're super we're super serial professionals, guys.
2: See, <laughs> so, yeah, we can't like throw a graphic up every time we have a segue, just that just says segue. Segway! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Segway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this The Krispy Kreme one. No,
0: no, I, we're gonna we're gonna skip to the uh, the one from Wired about the technology will keep us from running out of stuff. This is a mm. it's a it's a op-ed on how. On how on how capitalism is going to save us from climate from climate change.
2: Oh yeah, mm. and with the dude with the world's greatest name.
0: Which dude is that? What's his name?
2: The uh, Andrew McAfee.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh. Yes, uh, Andrew McAfee. I,
1: just, I gotta say, before you dive into this, before you dive into this, I was looking at the Krispy Kreme one. It's bullshit, and it says Krispy Kreme. Let's say Krispy Kreme fucking
2: Krispy Kreme crushes, crushes capitalism? capitalism
1: and only Krispy Kreme. Yeah, only Krispy Kreme is, is spelled with a K. Neither crushes nor <laughs> capitalism are spelled with a K. I know. And that's bullshit. Holy
2: <laughs> totally alliterate.
0: It it's a perfect place for alliteration. Why did you? I, 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 I assumed it was going to be applied because nobody else can see the fucking notes.
1: You know what, Jason? Think about that next time. <sighs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, on to Wired.
0: On to ha- ha- hashtag awkward podcaster pause <laughs> Okay. Um, this is a uh, uh, from Wired magazine. Uh, technology will keep us from running out of stuff. Um, it's uh, as Andrew said, written by a guy named Andrew McAfee. He is a scientist and co-founder of the MIT's Initiative on the Digital Economy. He's the author of more or less the surprising story of how we learn to prosper using fewer fewer, more or less. The surprising story of how we learn to prosper using fewer resources and what happens next. Okay. He says 30 uh, year from now, we'll need to feed clothe, shelter, and otherwise provide for 2 million more people. Human clause, human caused global warming is going to make us make these tasks challenging as it produces more deserts, droughts, heat waves, and other stresses. Even so, I believe we can easily meet our challenge and take better care of people who inhabit the world of the future without experiencing sustained shortages of food or other important resources. Uh, not everyone shares my this. That's bullshit, v- bud. <laughs> <laughs> not everyone shares this view. In February, the World Economic Forum warned that, quote, the food system is currently in the red. It is ex- extracting more than can be sustained, and we are pushing nature to the brink. Uh, in August, the UN's Intergovernment Panel on Climate Change released the extensive report forecasting land degradation and associated food insecurities with the decades ahead. Uh, and headlines for for policymakers were grim. Uh, as one report uh, report's author summarized, quote, "Food security will be increasingly affected by future climate change through yield de- yield declines, especially in the tropics." Uh, Increased prices, reduced nutrient quality, and supply chain interruptions. Yeah. Uh, and It's not just food. Some think we also run out of important minerals. The European Chemical Society released a modified periodic table this year that looked at projected demand and supply over the next 100 years for the 90 natural elements. Fully half had, quote, limited availability. Uh, And of those, 12 were facing a serious threat. Why am I so optimistic in the face of these credible dire warnings? Because I and others in my eco-moderist tribe. That's a fancy title. Eco-moderist yeah, tribe. Open. Moderist? Yeah,
1: having a Don't lot like of it.
0: Yeah, Have a lot of faith that the two forces of capitalism and technological progress will continue their extraordinary track record of providing for our wants and needs. Abraham Lincoln, boo. Abraham Lincoln wrote that the patent system, quote, added the fuel of interest to the fire of genius and the discovery and production of new and useful things. Wrong. The the fire of genius (laughs) is a wonderful label for technological progress. The fuel of interest is an an equally conscious summary of capitalism. They interact in a self-reinforcing and never expanding cycle. How will this cycle work or how has this cycle worked in the past? Look at the two telling examples, uh, and it just goes on and on, but there's, there's like, two quotes that I really wanted to read, and I have to find them, because they're, like, way down in the fucking article, because they bury the good shit.
1: Uh blah, 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 blah. You gotta get Let you to look at those ads, ads, man. Strip club announcer's voice. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, 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 where is the article... Where, where, um, where's the article? I'm fucking retarded.
2: <laughs> Most professional podcast ever.
1: Uh, okay. Uh, in this is fact, kind of
0: podcast. <laughs> it's just bros, man. It's just bros. All right. In right. fact, I, I'm confident that many countries will be able to increase their overall output output of food and other products in the decades ahead while using fewer uh, metals, minerals, fertilizer, water, cropland, trees, fossil fuels, and other resources of the earth. I'm confident because America is already doing so. The U.S., which accounts for about 25% of the global economy, consumes more material goods year after year, yet continues to decrease consumption of the resources listed above. What's more, the country's use of both electricity and energy in general has been essentially flat for the past decade. (coughs) How did the U.S. start getting more, more from less? By using the tools of the digital age, hardware, software, and networks to progressively dematerialize our consumption. In other words, we kept finding ways to use fewer atoms by using more bits.
2: Gee, it's almost like when there's an economic incentive, i.e. you save money to do things, people do
0: it.
1: Like (laughs) like
0: radical, right? Like that's (laughs) just... Holy crap. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) It's like when people have a free market and there is a market demand, and something fills that demand, it's good.
1: What? These are the intellectuals of our time, boys.
0: Well, he he quoted Abraham Lincoln, so I'm not going to put him on that list.
2: Yeah, I don't think I'd say intellectual at that point, but I mean,
1: you know, there's so much wrong with this. Oh. Jesus Christ!
0: But I mean, there's there's a there's a lot wrong with it, but there's also a lot that he says right. Um and, and I, I agree with him. I agree with him. like like people blame capitalism for 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 the pollution and all this good stuff. But um we know that's not capitalism because that's corporatism and and all that it's like the um uh, uh the, the the pipeline the pipeline that just leaked leaked like five thousand barrels in South Dakota but that that wasn't again. That wasn't free market capitalism. That was corporatism. It was used through eminent domain and stolen land and all that other sure. stuff. But, um, awkward brain fart.
1: <sighs> okay. Well, let me jump in then because we're splitting hairs. Then we're splitting. We're talking. We're talking about definition of capitalism, one of the uh, most common topic among internet anarchists, right? <laughs> yeah. And fuck. I don't give a fuck corporatism, capitalism, whatever. The system that's happening right now via the state is the problem because there's so much waste that doesn't go out in many different forms with agriculture. You know, It doesn't matter what it is and fixing capitalism is not the thing that's going to do it. I don't even know if technology is the thing that's going to do it. I think permaculture is a much more sustainable and productive way to grow Mm. things. I think looking further back in our history is a better way to do Mm -hmm. this without waste.
0: Oh, I I agree. I agree. It's, It's absolutely, permaculture is absolutely fantastic. But the technology that we have now and the knowledge that we have now came about because people, through connection, through the interconnection of technology, through the use of the internet, through the interconnectivity, Right. I mean, 50 years ago, the permaculture ideas that we have now didn't exist. Yeah. And that's right. I think that's I think that's really what he's getting at is is through people connecting and through modern technology, um, it, it, it allows people to connect more and allows people to become more efficient. And once become, people become become more efficient then that use then they can find ways to use less less or find ways to use less resources.
1: Well yeah, look well, that's at the thing. Perm- Permaculture is more efficient. Permaculture is mm-hmm. more efficient than factory farming. Yes, that's, absolutely. That's why you don't that's why you rotate crops and you grow things naturally and you don't have all this waste or areas that you can't fucking grow shit on because you've had to add all these chemical fertilizers to even make the ground able to support any kind of plant life whatsoever other than weeds.
2: Mm -hmm. well and you see that too in uh even outside of food production you see that in pretty much everything i mean the one that jumps to mind is in offices right where we used to had the lumber industry had to produce a ton of paper because everything was done on paper you had you know drawers and drawers and drawers packed with all of this paperwork and now all of that gets held on a digital, a single digital thing that you no longer have to worry about killing all of those trees to make them all into paper. Now we have computers that will take care of it for us. So, and then, you know, and older computers use tons of resources to produce that we've now made far more efficient with things uh, yeah. like, you know, using superconductors, using carbon, carbon nanotubes, things like that. That's all technology. We're using even the technology itself that was already reducing waste. We've reduced the waste in that too. And all of that was because, well, if I can make it cheaper and sell it at the same price, I make more money. So there's an economic incentive
0: for me to make things more efficient. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, look, you... look my, my brother just bought like a, a one terabyte thumb drive. Like how many trees does right. a one terabyte thumb drive save? yeah. Oh, yeah. How how
1: much minerals? How many minerals does that save compared to having a fucking 30 by 30 room water cooled computer that was less than a terabyte? That was like a floppy disk's worth back in the day.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the the American military is even now joining the 20th century by (laughs) finally moving the nuclear arsenal off of floppy disks.
0: Floppies. (laughs) <laughs> that
2: feels not, safe
0: not 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 the three and a half like the yeah. the, the three and a half inch gets they were like
2: the floppies, full floppies. Yes. F-
0: five the five inch floppies
2: yeah like i i try honestly to tell they people.
1: were probably vinyl 45s that's probably <laughs> yeah, what they were <laughs> right.
2: the, the tapes the dual reel tapes <laughs> moving they actually are if you if you ever actually look inside the funny thing is actually that um all of uh the dod's computer files Are backed up on those on those tapes in the basement. There's actually a level that's nothing but those to back everything up. But like I point out to people, if to put in perspective how ridiculous we you know we've advanced, this phone has something like three hundred thousand more times computing power than what sent somebody to the moon.
1: Yeah. So like think about
2: that. Nuts. And that's that's what forty years ago. 50 now
0: 50 50 years ago
2: yeah so in 50 years we've managed to at extreme exponential rates increase what we can do so if you apply that i mean that's just computers think about cars and trucks and trains airplanes all these other things have gotten more and more and more efficient battery technology and think about all of the waste saved with lithium ion batteries and lithium polymer batteries and what we can do there. So, obviously, capitalism fucking works.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the free imagine... market
1: does, at least. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not um, willing to put capitalism on it.
0: Imagine where we'd be if, if the government got out of the way. Yeah. I mean, and, to, mm-hmm. and think about that. I mean,
2: compare that to, again, the fact that the United States military government was still using floppy disks in 2019 mm-hmm. yep. versus the private sector, which is going to stuff that is mm-hmm. so much more powerful and more efficient and just overall better.
0: And don't forget, don't forget that the U.S. government is the world's largest polluter by so. enormous amounts.
1: Absolutely. Let me. Let me draw draw back real quick to the beginning of the article here, where, uh-huh. with the with the worry over providing for two billion more people. We have problems with population, and especially in respect to anarchist ideas and ideas of governing and whatnot. The only thing that pops in my head is Dunbar's number: 150 people that you can know and that you can have in your tribe. I think with advancement advancement of technology is Obviously, great, but I think the numbers are too big to coexist on the levels that we're trying to coexist. I think we have too many people trying to exist in too large of a tribe because technology, like in the form that it is today, agriculture, all that is a blip on the human radar as far as how long as humans have been around. We're not evolved for this. This is this is something we're learning to to. To deal with and not very well Look at all the de- depression that's all that stuff just from social that people aren't focusing on and it's interesting to me that people are focusing on technology to find the way out for agriculture and for providing for people versus looking back towards our history of permaculture hunter-gathering stuff like that i'm not saying we have to have a world of hunter-gatherers but there's no need to make a new system if the old system ain't broke. Permaculture and that kind of thing—I'll rail on that all day. But yeah, I think <laughs> it's viable.
0: I can't disagree. I can't disagree with that because that's the existence that I want to live. You know, if in my anarcho dream world, um, so I can't disagree with that. I think it's absolutely viable. But what you and I want—that's
1: is... too big, man
0: yeah what you and i want isn't what everybody wants
1: right so people it doesn't matter that's (sighs) the thing people people can have what they want but the what matters is what's going to work and and people like to think that everybody's a special fucking snowflake and they can have whatever they want (laughs) but but your biology says differently are you suggesting that i am not a special snowflake and my mom lied to me you andrew are a special snowflake i'm i'm you a very specialist and most sexual of snowflakes i am if the Facebook prettiest groups have, have anything to tell me
3: about.
2: <laughs> 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 i'm a very pretty snowflake i don't <laughs> <laughs> i'm just the way nature made me I, I can't
1: help. a stripper snowflake stripper is
2: snowflake <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good stripper name snowflake actually would, i'm surprised i haven't dated next a up connection. on the
1: stage we have snowflake make sure to tip your waitresses <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i mean i got what well, i got a crystal a candy uh misty uh
1: <laughs> i always like chastity myself
2: <laughs> one of the most ironic <laughs> names ever
1: yes <laughs> love it come here Corrupt me, chastity. (laughs) Way off topic here. Save me. Save me, Jason. (laughs) We've
0: diverged down one hell of a rabbit trail here. Uh, (laughs) Rabbit trail or rabbit tail? (laughs)
1: Uh, Landing strip. Who knows? (laughs) Landing
0: strip. Um, Speaking of of government involvement and, and all that good stuff and... Awkward hashtag segue. okay, uh, majority <laughs> of voters support a federal jobs guarantee program. Uh-huh. And this Boy. is this is one of those pupils, so don't say majority of voters, it's majority of people that they asked, which actually wasn't a whole lot of people. Four hundred and eighty four people. Woo.
2: Yeah, I love that. They did the same thing with the gun owners in Wisconsin. The majority of gun owners in Wisconsin supported red flag law, and it's like some hyper left-wing Democrat talking point mouthpiece who did the study among just like Democrat hyper left-wing FUD gun owners, and it was like 250 of them.
1: Really? Yeah. All right. So.
0: That makes me angry. Yeah. More than more than 70 percent of voters in a national poll released Wednesday said they support a federal jobs program. Forty two percent of responders said they would, quote, somewhat support such a program, while 36 percent said they would strongly support it, according to a Harris Hill TV poll. Five percent, quote, somewhat opposed such an initiative, while six percent strongly opposed another 11 percent were unsure. Majorities also supported such programs when the results were separated by gender. 34% of women and 38% of men strongly supported the idea, while 40, 45% of women and 40, 40% of men strongly supported it. These motherfuckers have never read the on Window Fallacy. Nope. And it, like, I get that it was, they conducted among 1,000 registered voters online between... 28th and 29th with the results based on nationally represented example 484 people. It has a 3.1% margin of error. Okay, so they asked 1,000 people, 484 responded, and somehow 42% of those people support a federal jobs program.
2: <sighs> uh, so what I'm was, hearing is
1: that... I was going to say, it says... Well, a
2: huge, ahead, huge percentage, uh, I'm hearing that a huge percentage of them then have never read a single economics anything period (laughs) and don't understand how the world works
1: (laughs) correct
0: calm down candle maker or window maker or whatever the guy
1: was was. i'm just i need to point out that they say more than 70 percent of voters is this the same you know pool of voters the 46 percent of people who actually vote in the u.s versus 64 percent who don't vote in presidential (laughs) elections because that's yeah, you know, that's that's bottom of the barrel right there.
0: I hey, it's hill TV, man. That's the that's the way it is.
1: I'm going with the so, yeah. bullshit.
0: So seventy percent of four eighty four is three hundred thirty eight point eight people. So yeah, three three hundred thirty eight people need to go read the broken so, window fallacy.
2: Somebody needs to just that hand them. That's pretty like, good. Like Hazlitt's Economics in One Lesson to start with, like don't go too far with them because you might make their brains hurt. Just start easy and then work them in.
1: (laughs) If it's only 383 people, I'll buy those books. Like I thought we had an uphill battle as anarchists, but if that's all we're doing, let's get on this.
0: I have a uh, actually I have a link to a copy of uh, Henry Hazlitt's Economics in One Lesson at free PDF format.
1: It's on See? YouTube as well, for free, to listen to uh, audiobook. See? So we
2: could totally, we could just distribute it to all of them and then look at it, drop that number from 70%. I mean, I would guarantee <laughs> that at least probably half of that 70% aren't actually all that literate anyway, but, I mean, audiobook, well, right? They're... They don't even have to read,
0: so. I mean, they, they, they were registered voters, so, like, yeah, they do <laughs> no.
1: they're cool. all in the Alex it... Jones situation.
2: Yeah. Hook it on. I'm a- oh Nice w- working <laughs> for me.
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's read about Krispy Kreme.
1: You better say it like it's all spelled with K's, because I swear to God, if you don't say it like <laughs> it's spelled
0: with K's, what did I, what did I title it? And in then in the show in the show notes.
1: Uh, Krispy Kreme crushes uh, capitalism. capitalism.
0: Okay. So, Krispy Kreme crashes capitalism. Okay, uh, yeah, Krispy Kreme orders with stu- a K. Krispy Kreme, <laughs> both with K's, order students to halt donut resale service. This is out of St. Paul. It says, uh, an enterprising Minnesota college student who drove to Iowa every weekend to buy hundreds of Krispy Kreme donuts that he then sold to his own customers in the Twin Cities area has been warned by the confectionery giant to stop. There has been no Krispy Kreme stores in Minnesota for 11 years. Minnesota. (laughs) Jason Gonzalez, 21, of Champlin, Minnesota, would drive 270 miles. To a Krispy Kreme store in Clive, Iowa. Pack his car with up to 100 boxes. Can you imagine driving 270 miles with 100 boxes of donuts? Like, yeah, how, like yeah. your your stomach, after 270 miles of smelling 120 donuts,
1: or, or 1,200 donuts. You know he ate four or five boxes. He's oh, making you plenty had of to. money. I don't feel to. bad for that fact. <laughs>
2: You know, the funny thing is, too, like, I, I just checked because, you know, obviously uh, the Twin Cities are only, what, maybe two hours north of me. Uh-huh. um And so I was like, there's got to be a Krispy Kreme closer than that because we used to have one here in La Crosse. And I looked it up. No, that is, in fact, the closest Krispy Kreme.
1: Wow. <laughs> You're not that good.
0: Clear south of They're A's, not Iowa. Not I don't I
1: mean, get the hype.
0: Yeah, pack his car with up to 100 boxes, each carrying 12 donuts, and drive back up north to deliver to customers in Minneapolis, St. Paul. He charged $17 to $20 per box. He said some customers spent nearly $100 each time. Gonzalez said he did not receive a discount from the store in Iowa where he bought the donuts. But less than a week after the St. Paul Pioneer Press reported on his money-making scheme, Gonzalez received a phone call from Krispy Kreme's Nebraska office telling him to stop. The senior studying accounting at Metropolitan State University And St. Paul said he was told his sales created a liability for the North Carolina-based company. Krispy Kreme has not returned the Associated Press email requesting uh, comment. Gonzalez, also known as the Donut Guy, would have made his 20th run to Iowa on Saturday. He told his Facebook followers on Thursday that he had been told to shut down operations. Quote, life happens, and it could be a sign that something else is meant to be. Wait, he fucking stopped? He fucking, he 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 fucking stopped.
2: What are they going to do fucking to him?
0: Pussy. What are,
2: yeah, what are they going to do to him? They can't actually do anything because they're his donuts after he bought them. He can do with them as he
0: pleases. You can't that, force that you. Is literally That is literally the point I wanted to make. Like, <laughs> at, at what point in time after you purchase something does it stop being the property of
1: Okay. The manufacturer? Okay. Let me... I'm going to throw some shade here on your show. Some legit shade towards another content creator person. Fucking Michael Storm says it's not your shit until you show the fucking receipt on the way out the door. Not the money exchange. That's not when it becomes yours, when you prove ownership and fuck that shit. It happens when you pay for the fucking product.
0: Right? I mean, like, is it possession, like, you know quote unquote nine tenths of the law right
2: Mm -hmm. yeah so uh, under that under that reasoning then so if i never actually show anyone the receipt and i just bought something and private party to private party i never actually
1: own it there's a pretty big intellectual hole there (laughs) that's (laughs) what i'm saying man i mean just uh, apparently speaking reality gets you blocked and unfriended and you know pariahed from that uh, <laughs> that audience, <laughs> but who the fuck cares? I don't want, <laughs> I don't want anybody thinking that way, talking to me, anyways. But this is ridiculous. I, I'm just more disappointed that this kid stopped doing this. I mean, yeah. we're talking about running guns to Hong Kong and this kid won't even sell Krispy Kreme donuts across state lines after he gets a <laughs> slightly threatening call.
2: He is, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> well, this, this vaguely angry. Hey, he's, you should really knock that off. And he's like, oh,
0: God. He's so lucky. A cop I'm done. Stop, if, if if a cop had stopped him.
2: <laughs> Sir, do it's you have? shot haven't.
1: 72 times.
0: Do you have
2: any uh, drugs or weapons? Are those... Krispy Kreme Donuts. Oh, God! <laughs> Let me see your hands! Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, there was no evidence, Chief. Uh, the guy <laughs> reached for a gun. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All we found are these empty boxes of Krispy
1: Kreme Donuts <laughs> in the back. Uh, the
0: the, the, the dog the dog hit on... The,
1: evidence yeah. locker. <laughs> the,
0: the, the dog hit on something, Chief. I don't know what it was. <laughs> so...
1: But yeah, like
2: see I have a stomachache and need to go home early.
1: Uh... <laughs> you can see it now. The cop shows up with a little bit of glaze dusted on his mustache. <laughs> Fucking chickens, you've been back in the evidence locker again with that coke. Oh sorry, I confiscated Krispy Kremes Yeah.
0: Wasn't <laughs> wasn't there a story I wanna say last year, maybe Maybe, yep. maybe like six or eight months ago where a guy was arrested because the roadside test tested positive for a banned substance. But it turned out that after the lab test, it was just like donut glaze. Yeah,
2: it was Um, it's the the two dollar test, the legendary yeah. two dollar drug tests that are kick out so many false yeah. positives that no court <laughs> will let them hold up to scrutiny at all um and but, but it's
0: it, a, but it's enough to get you in cuffs and thrown in a cage
2: yeah exactly and then extort money <laughs> from you uh for bail and everything else but yeah it's uh it tested positive for methamphetamines so they collected it they arrested him for possession with intent to distribute and it yeah, turned nice. out that it was just glaze from a glazed donut. Which is what he had. I mean, he'd been like, I don't have any drugs. I have no idea what that is. I don't know. It's on the floorboards of my car. I have no idea what that is. It could be anything.
0: And... <laughs> One would figure of all of all things on the earth, of all people on the earth, a <laughs> cop would know what gl- donut glaze looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Taste it a little bit.
1: I'm just saying, pretty pretty sure if that was Duncan me, Jones, that they... they... If that was me that they used that test kit, on, I got arrested. I swear to God, if the media didn't come up with a headline about cops, drug tests and donuts, that was hilarious. I would be pissed. That's all I'd want out of that. You know, <laughs> put, me in, put me in a cage for a night. Charge me some money. But I swear to God, if you don't make fun of cops with this headline, I'm going to fucking lose it. <laughs>
2: Well, there's that there's that high speed chase a few years ago too involving an actual donut truck, and like the cops <laughs> actually like threatened like the local media outlet over it because they kept showing the photos <laughs> of all of these cops chasing a donut truck down the road. <laughs> and
1: like, it's no funny. No, it is. It is. <laughs> he feared for his life every time he saw the story. <laughs> <laughs> I think it had been oh,
2: stolen shit. or something, and like the guy stole the donut truck and took off. And of course, the cops are going to go after that much more vehemently than the average thing because it's that's yeah. theirs. And
1: uh, see, you're, yep. you're messing with them that now. That's the coffee and donut break, boys. We can't let that go. Yeah, <laughs> somebody stole a car, and how
2: is that my problem? <laughs> it was the donut truck. Oh my god, the monster! <laughs> <laughs> Code red! Code red! <laughs> Just
0: all everybody. units, SWAT unit. And... <laughs> <laughs> all right, perfect, perfect segue. Not, not awkward this time. All right, judge says cops need quali- judge says cops need qualified immunity to stop mass shootings. <sighs> <clears throat> um, judge James C. Ho of the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals offered a novel theory this week quote, if you want to stop mass shootings, we should stop punishing police officers who put their lives on the line to prevent them. A majority of judges hearing the case disagreed. The story begins in 2013 when Sheriff's Deputy in Kaufman County, Texas, responded to the report of a man terrorizing a neighborhood by kicking mailboxes, pointing a gun at residents' houses and yelling, quote, I'm just trying to get back what's mine. One complaint stated that the man was, quote, walking up and down the street, screaming and firing a gun. Upon arriving at the seren- uh, pro- uh, upon arriving at the sh- scene, officers uh Gabriel uh however you pronounce his last name and Matthew Hines, a defendant in the suit, stated that they encountered a black man wearing a brown shirt. He allegedly fired one round at the he officer. Knows, yes. M- what he said. Before ducking out of sight on two occasions. Then Gabriel uh Windsor wearing a blue shirt, quote, emerged from behind a house and Biked towards the officers, who rights prom- uh, prompting them to open fire. Windsor retreated. He was found several minutes later in his father's backyard with four gunshot wounds to the chest, shoulder, and upper back. His dad was with him, quote, trying to com- trying to comfort and revive and revive him as Windsor lay down. Uh, as Windsor lay dying, officers attempted to handcuff him, but he resisted, so they tased him. Only then were paramedics allowed to enter this scene when he was pronounced dead a short time after. Windsor was 25 years old. He was mentally handicapped and probably wasn't the man terrorizing in the neighborhood.
2: <laughs> Look out, <laughs> he's got a bike.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hose, yeah, uh defends this to uh-huh. the judge. Uh-huh. Uh, Hose dissents, defends the officers fiercely, disregarding all evidence that contradicts the idea that Windsor was guilty. So he mentions that Windsor's father had several firearms in his home but he admits the fact that Kaufman's County-owned sheriff confirmed that a gun was never found on Windsor. He also ignores the fact that the officers themselves say the man who fired at them was dressed differently, and he skips over the implausible part of their testimony, the part where Windsor, quote, brought his, hand, brought his handgun to a firing position while riding a bicycle. I
1: mean, that's, that's talented. Feather that bastard. Tard, feather that bastard hanging from the nearest tree. What a scumbag
0: Yeah cops need, quali- cops need qualified immunity To stop mass shootings I'm, They I'm shot curious. a handicapped guy On a bike wearing a different color shirt Than the suspect
2: Yeah and And so they were somehow preventing a mass Shooting <sighs> Even though no cop in history Has ever prevented a mass shooting Literally ever
1: Yeah all right, this they like is
0: like to this, hide more. Uh, this this quote from the judge. Okay. I, take, oh, I have to take deep breath on this one. Okay. Uh, this is from the judge. He says, "Quote, it is unknown how many lives were saved by those deputies on April 27th, 2013. What is known, however, is that Kaufman County will now stand trial for their potentially life-saving actions and that its taxpayers, including those who will forever be traumatized by Windsor's acts of terror." We'll pick up the tab for any judgment. Wait, how is
1: he... Why is he assuming... Ugh. I'm getting mad! This is... I I just...
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Remember, remember, Windsor was the... Windsor was the mentally disabled kid on the bike. Mentally with disabled With a different colored shirt. In, on a bicycle. Where is this
1: at? Where did this happen?
0: Uh kaufman
1: county texas oh, kaufman amazing. county texas i know there's people listening from there go tar and feather this piece of shit what the fuck
0: <coughs> let, let me know where the, you're
1: gonna do it i'll drive there yeah, jesus uh, christ
0: the particulars of the case aside hose support this is, that's the judge again judge ho support <laughs> for the officers rest on the unfortunate legal doctrine of qualified immunity. This holds that public servants can violate someone's constitutional rights without fear of civil suits uh, if those rights have not been, quote, clearly established by previous case law.
2: Don't forget that they avoid, they yes. intentionally avoid establishing jurisprudence. Yes. If they can Um, help.
0: In the case before the court, the county argued that the officers did not breach Windsor's Fourth Amendment rights because they had, quote, Probable cause to think Windsor posed a threat of serious bodily harm.
2: Probable cause because he was a mentally disabled kid dressed differently than their suspect without a gun but on a bicycle. Yes.
1: Happened to have the same colored skin, right? Yep. They all look the same, apparently,
2: to the (laughs) officers in Kaufman County, Texas. So...
1: And Judge Ho.
2: Yeah, and the Judge Ho.
0: Ah...
1: Judge that guy, Judge James C. Judge, Hill the fifth, quarter of the really? Fuck, fucking, Texas has been fucking up with this shit.
2: Well, you know, and people, and I point that out to people so often. Like, and I, I just did it earlier today again, where I pointed out, you know, the thing is, is that all, so many people that live in the American South love to try and pretend that somehow they're all rebels and they're all independent and everything else. But I have never seen. The level of state worship and back the blue and support the troops and flag humping and authoritarian police statism from everyone in power, like I see in the south up here, ever like up especially here, it doesn't fly, especially I mean, Texas. Yeah, Texas, Texas, Georgia, uh, South Carolina are really, really bad, Virginia's really bad. Louisiana, you can apparently go to jail for, or go to prison for five years if you tell a cop that you are going to um, file a complaint against them. Fuck. So. I'm going to
1: Louisiana. This is going to be a road <laughs> trip. Because it sure.
2: it's, because it's intimidating a public servant by telling them that you're going Jeez. to file a formal complaint.
0: So then well, they charge
1: you. Knew they were pussies.
0: Yep. Fuck, yeah! But in California, you can shit on the fucking sidewalk and drop your hypodermic needles in the gutter, and it's cool. That's fine. Just don't use a plastic straw. <laughs> just don't use a plastic straw. Yeah. And in San, you ra- need and to start San Francisco, start carrying
1: hockey sticks.
0: Yeah. And in San Francisco, whip it's still whip it's the illegal shit to- on the
1: street yeah. at the at the cops.
0: Here, here's one for this this is stupid. In California, uh, not California, in San Francisco, it's illegal to possess hollow point ammo.
1: Get the fuck out of there. Think th- think about
0: that one. Yeah. Like you can, the, but you can shit on the sidewalk. Yeah, and, it's,
2: and you know, the, the people <coughs> who drive a lot of that hoplophobic stuff and then all that hysteria, it's because they don't understand how any of it works. But especially like hollow point ammunition, it's designed to be a safer round for everyone around you when you use it because it flattens in the target and it doesn't over-penetrate. That's its freaking point. It opens up like a parachute and it stops within the soft target and it doesn't keep going and then hit somebody behind them. That's the idea. It's the same reason that air, federal air marshals use frangible ammunition because they don't want to accidentally overpenetrate and
1: hit somebody else. It doesn't make it more deadly. <laughs> That's more devastating for the target, too, correct? Yes.
2: Yeah, the a hollow point opening up will cause a significant, especially if it's supersonic, then you get a massive hydraulic shock out of it, and cavitation. Okay. Well,
1: that's is why up they, significantly. they don't want cops shot with hollow point, then, right? I'm surprised by that. Yeah, well, I guess I'm not su- well, that's, surprised by that, that that they would ban that
0: versus well, that's, that's, versus non
1: hollow point. So that fuck the public; it can go through the cop and hit somebody else, but as long as it doesn't cause massive damage, yeah.
0: Well that that's the other thing with hollow points is is because they're designed to mushroom so as soon as they hit anything with force they start to mushroom. So like there have been reports of people using like 380 hollow points and them expanding and opening up on like thick Carhartt jackets. Yep. Right. So if you're yeah. if you're wearing a vest of any kind, like a a, a soft vest, your hollow points not going through it.
2: Yeah, a a relatively cheap <clears throat> Mm-hmm. very commercially available thin Kevlar vest not yeah. even hard no plates thin Kevlar will stop most hollow point ammunition yep. on impact with it Damn. because it'll just open up on it so that's it's not about even it's not even about the cops it's about the fact that somebody told them that they were scary and so that's why it's the same reason that people want to try and uh that they keep trying to relabel m855 as armor piercing even though M eight fifty five is only a partial steel core and that's solely to stabilize the round. That's
0: the, uh, else. the, the green tip five five six. Yep. Green tip five five six. So <coughs> there is.
2: Five five six NATO. Yeah. Well, and then you also have um that they, they're also now freaking out about the what is it, the M M what's the, the aluminum one? The aluminum training round uh now. I, I don't remember, but there's an all aluminum training round. It has no lead in it that the U.S. military has gone to to start using for training, because yeah. then that way you're not, you know, poisoning all of the ground that is around your your ranges. And they now, because that's also available to civilians, now people are freaking out and saying that it's armor-piercing because it's a solid aluminum round. Which, and I'm like,
0: if you know anything about aluminum, it's really fucking soft. It's yeah. incredibly soft. So, Alright, speaking of the cops, uh, and we're going to make Nick really angry again cops destroyed this house to arrest a shoplifter A federal court says police oh, don't have boy. to pay for the damage they blew up the house literally blew, literally absolutely fucking wrecked the house um this is when
1: you go get your reparations just go fucking do it this is where the community comes together and you go fucking get it jesus yeah. fucking christ
0: <clears throat> uh, a federal court appeal, a federal appeals court ruled this week that the Colorado man who had his home destroyed by a police raid in 2015 is not entitled to compensation for the damage, which was severe enough to require a complete demolition of the house. Quote, under no circumstances in this country should the government be able to blow up your house and render your family homeless, Leo Leck, the homeowner, told NPR after the court ruled on Wednesday. The raid, which left uh, Leck and his family homeless, had nothing to do with any of them. They weren't even home when an armed shop- shoplifter broke into the house on South Alton Street in the leafy Denver suburb of Greenwood Village. Although the burglar was armed with only a handgun and was fully barricaded inside the home, locally po- local police um, responded as if they were confronting Osama bin Laden. Quote, unleashing a display of force commonly reserved for the battlefield. The tactical team bombarded the building with high caliber rifles, chemical agents, flashbang grenades, remote controlled robots, armored vehicles, and breaching ramps, all to extract a petty thief with a handgun.
2: Yeah, and uh, look at look at the house. I mean, if you're watching the video version, look at this. This is what yeah, they did uh, to that house.
1: Describe it for us. They wanted to use their toys.
2: So, so you have you have uh giant holes where there used to be windows, like there aren't even frames in there anymore they're so blown out and it's every single window there's one two three four five six windows that are completely blown apart um and it's got to be what an extra foot of gap on either side of those windows that have been completely torn out the door is clearly blown off of its hinges And and there's
0: a pile of shrapnel and detritus outside the house yeah uh, at one point during the two day operation, the cops drove an armored vehicle through the home's front door. When it was all over, the house was unlivable. Greenwood Village condemned the structure, forcing Leck to have it torn down, and the city offered him immediately $5,000 to cover the damage. That I'm going
1: to say problem- it again. I'm getting
0: mad. <laughs> that prompted Lex lawsuit, which has been winding its way through federal court for several years. Let claimed that the city was liable because its constitution's taking clause, which forbids uh, governments from taking private property for public use without just compensation. That would be the, the Fifth Amendment. Uh, a federal just a federal district court ruled in 2016 that the city wasn't liable. The Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals agreed, and the ruling issued Wednesday. Three judges said police cannot be held liable for damage caused while trying to apprehend a suspect.
2: Yeah, it's it, Fourth oh, Amendment, why? actually, not Fifth. I'm oh, whatever. Correct
0: uh, The defendant's law enforcement actions <laughs> fell within the scope— Okay, this is quote, quote— The defendant's law enforcement actions fell within the scope of the police power and actions taken pursuant to the police power do not constitute takings, the judge wrote. Leck did get a $345,000 payout from his homeowner's insurance, but that was not enough to cover the full value of the home, which was appraised at $580,000. And this payout did not cover the cost of the demolition or the loss of other property inside the home. Leck ended up having to take out a $390,000 loan to cover the cost of rebuilding in 2017.
2: So, so just I mean to sum this up here, they literally blew a man's
0: house up. They they destroyed his house to the point that it was deemed unlivable and was told to tear it down. And
2: because well, they didn't technically get anything out of that, so they didn't technically take it. Mm-hmm. Now, they're not on the hook for anything, which means that if, in the course of pursuing a suspect, they accidentally set fire to an entire shopping mall and kill three hundred people, they're not liable because, well, oops, they, they, they were think. going after—they didn't take anything. They're going after a suspect. Sorry, sucks,
0: <laughs> suck. Little, this is this is literally, literally like a local definition of the supremacy clause in the constitution. The same clause that was used by now AG William Barr to keep Lon Hiroshi out of a cage.
1: This is this is also exactly the kind of thing that cop suckers overlook in their defense of cops. <laughs> Those few bad in yeah, their jobs. Look at the system behind them, which is fucking people over
2: the just us system. Because what you're doing when you sue a police department (laughs) is you are asking government to discipline government and then hoping for a good outcome. Yep. I mean, think about how insane that is. Imagine, I mean, transported outside of the United States, transported outside of the United States to any other country, especially a equally tyrannical one, in my opinion, like, say, oh, I don't know, uh, the former USSR. And imagine going and to saying, hey, the KGB tossed my apartment and I really think that you guys should do something about that. Do you think that anything's going to happen there? That does that sound like that's likely to get you compensation at all? So
1: you well, go to Gulag now.
2: Yeah, oh, the very interesting. You go to Gulag. That's that's what you're getting. A one-way ticket to <laughs> Siberia. Funny joke. <laughs> I mean, imagine imagine doing that with the mob cuz let's be honest, the government is just yeah, a really same, well-organized yeah. criminal syndicate. Think about that. Going to the mob and saying, hey, your mob guys, when they shot that dude, and actually the irony is the chances are you would get a better response out of the mob. If you went to the mob and if you lived in New York in the 70s and you owned a pizza joint and they shot somebody, a gang leader in your shop and it ruined business for you and you went to them and they said and you said, hey, guys, like you, you killed this guy and you ruined my shop. You shot it all up and you went to them and you request, chances are actually way better that the mob would help oh, you yeah. rebuild and mm-hmm. say sorry about that than the police <laughs> And there's there's yeah, also...
0: There's, because they gave a fuck about the community because mm-hmm. they were a part of it. Uh, and th- I think this is this is something uh, Andrew and I talked about a little bit is is this was a, a, a shoplifter that was stealing from a private, quote-unquote private... I mean, Walmart's not fucking private, but... A, a a private company right if if this was done by um some sort of recovery agents hired by the company that was stolen from they would be absolutely fucking liable right completely sure they would be totally right. on the hook for that yep but because it's 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 public agents and they have special badges and special uniforms
2: that qualified immunity so they can stop the mass shooters.
0: Because that was totally a mass shooter that was uh, stolen, stolen from fucking Walmart.
2: Yeah, the dude shoplifted from Walmart. Clearly, he's a criminal mastermind and must be stopped.
1: <laughs> yeah, driving MRAP through the front door, man. It's worth it for that. What did he steal, a pack of underwear? Come on.
0: <laughs> like like he, didn't, he didn't walk out with like a fucking shopping cart full of TVs or something. I mean, this yeah. is...
2: I mean this is the Jesus. equivalent. Even this, then. Is, this is and the even... equivalent of the, the paper boy from Better Off Dead, like lobbing a grenade through John Cusack's car window. Mm-hmm.
0: Like yeah. that's that's what this is. <laughs> and it said it said yeah, uh, no. uh, it said it was a petty theft, so that's less than five hundred dollars worth five hundred dollars value.
2: And in return they yeah. did a million dollars worth of damage.
1: Yeah.
0: They destroyed a $580,000
1: house. Yeah. Well, they wanted to use their fancy toys. The the stuff that they're getting government grants and, uh, you know, buying from the military surplus. They wanted really... to bust that shit out. Well, they said they used a the fucking robot, right? Yeah,
2: yeah they remote... used their, their EOD robot thing. and
0: <clears throat> Remote control robot.
2: Yeah. I mean, those oh, are Jesus. cool. Come on. They're they're fun. I think if I had one I'd use it to go get myself beer all the time just right from the couch. Yeah. Just drive it in there and ee, it'd be
1: great. I just I don't see you taking down a half a million dollar house to get yourself beer with your robot though.
2: Yeah, well, I mean not intentionally, but the robot if it's got AI, I mean eventually that might happen.
1: It depends on how late in the night it is and how 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 out of beer you are <laughs> okay okay <Yeah.
0: laughs> just drive it right through <laughs> all right Green, greenwood village greenwood village has has like 57,000 people the county has 572,000 people i have twice that many people in my county my county does not have remote control eod robots
1: well i don't know what yeah. to tell you about that man
2: yeah this is the equivalent so here's the other
0: funny thing i'm sorry, so... sorry. i'm sorry Green, greenwood village uh, fifteen thousand people.
2: Fifteen thousand uh, people in the entire town. Yes. Oh, so God
1: forbid Walmart gets stolen from. We want justice around here in Greenwood Village.
2: <laughs> so I live in a city that comes in at about sixty, like sixty-five, sixty-six thousand people, something like that. The entire county has. Oh no, we've actually shrunk. Never mind. Sorry, we're fifty about fifty two thousand people in the city, one hundred and eighteen thousand people in the entire county, oh. and right. and we have
0: two armored cars, hey. an EOT robot. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Pause, pause that. Uh, Nick, you want to stay for one more real quick, or yeah, Nick's... yeah, I can
1: do. Okay, I can do Nick, one more.
0: Nick says Nick says he's got to go, but we're gonna do one more, and we're gonna do. I, he'll like this one. Okay, uh, this is out of a uh, uh, Bloomington, Indiana. Bloomington, Indiana. A hundred and twenty-five parking meters spray painted and filled with expanding foam in downtown Bloomington. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. This is good. This is a this <laughs> is a simple good. It's a simple um, sabotage.
2: Fucking action, motherfucker. <laughs> from
0: uh, um, right. from uh, Ben Stone's edition, subversion and sabotage. She says that simple sabotage should not require. Specially prepared tools or equipment, it is executed by an ordinary friend of freedom who may or may not act individually and without the, necess- the necessity for an active connection with an organized group. And it is carried out in such a way to involve a minimum danger of injury detection or reprisal. That is from a uh, Suburban sabotage. Okay, but um, uh, Bloomington police officers are working to track down the persons responsible for vandalizing 125 parking meters in downtown area. A parking enforcement officer discovered the crime this morning. Police say someone spray-painted the meters pink and green and filled the coin and card slots with expanding foam. They estimate it will cost around $5,000 to fix the damage. Quote, I got out of my car and I walked around and there was spray foam insulation coming out of the holes and it was crazy, says Allie McHaley. Uh, McHaley (laughs) works downtown. She discovered the mess this morning. Crazy. The, the parking meters are uh, impacted. Uh, are located around the square and along nearby downtown streets. Replacement parts to fix the damage are on their way. Uh, unlike those, uh, until those get here, parking enforcement is asking people to use, please use the Park Mobile Phone app to pay for parking. Officers said they <laughs> will, not, system, officer said system, that will not ticket people who park at the meters that do not use the parking app.
2: Good. Which means no one should
0: pay for the parking because fuck you. Which means if you pay for the parking you're a fucking moron and
1: Yep. I, yeah. I reserve the use of the word cuck for <laughs> special situations. And if you're gonna use a pay app to for a fucked up parking meter, you're a cuck. <laughs>
0: like and this is this is absolutely beautiful to me. And we actually had a, a theor theoretical discussion on how this may have happened and what kind of actions people may have took to do this sort of thing. And it was like a really fun experiment. And, uh, yes, it is inspiring. It is
1: inspiring. So I, a shout out. Oh, well, I got to mention here. It was pink and green. And that is clearly a shout out to punk rock culture. (laughs) If I've ever seen it, pink and green is classic.
2: True rock, <laughs> punk rock culture, though not the that's crap right. that you have now, where you have no, no. Uh, the the one. um Oh, what what's the what's the name of that beer company that did like the where the punk rockers like spoke that they did a beer with, spoke out against police, and then in response oh, they fun, now fuck. donate all of the proceeds to um the ones who make uh uh angry bastard or whatever um the no uh, no way arrogant bastard stone yeah arrogant bastard yeah the stone yeah they uh they the one beer that they did with a punk rock band in response to whatever band it was that spoke out against police they then started donating the proceeds from that beer to uh like police relief organizations
1: oh Oh, that's disgusting. I'm so glad I stopped drinking that beer years ago. Fuck yeah. that, dude. I'm going to bring yeah. that up. I'm, I mean, I don't have a lot of people listening to the show, but I'm bringing that up, too. Fuck that. Get rid of those <laughs> assholes.
2: Yeah, there's, I actually screenshotted. I have all left to finding it, but I actually screenshotted the page, and it's probably still up. If you go to their website and find that beer, it's still up there, where it says a portion of wow. the proceeds are donated to whatever police organization. I think it yeah. actually might be the FOB. I think it might actually be Fraternal Order of
1: Police. <laughs> Oh As far yeah. as the article goes, I approve. This is something everybody. Can do. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm gonna do it for legal reasons. Yeah, for legal reasons. Is an opportunity.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: for legal reasons, none of us can recommend that you do that publicly. However, it's pretty fucking cool that someone did.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. whatever. However, you... how much do you hate paying parking fees?
0: Oh, I uh, I hate them. I hate part of, this. Like you guys you <laughs> guys remember you the, the you guys remember the whole thing with uh the Robin Hoods uh Keene uh Keen, New Hampshire? Right? I mean they would no. they would um like walk ahead of the the parking enforcement and and feed the meters to keep the city from Oh yeah, ride, yeah, yeah, from, yeah. From, just keep the city from writing parking tickets and they yep. actually cost the city like I think it was like half a million dollars a year. To the point where they oh, spent beautiful. they spent almost like three million dollars suing the Robin Hooders for harassment and all this other stuff. And the judge just like kept throwing it out and siding with the Robin Hooders because they weren't doing anything illegal. Yeah,
2: nice. so then they changed the law. It's Didn't actually illegal, illegal now. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? It's they changed the law in yep. response. So it's illegal to feed a meter for a vehicle that is not yours. However, my response is how do you prove that it's not mine? Mm-hmm. Like you yep. can't if I feed a meter, if I'm just standing there and I feed a meter and I walk away, do do you have no reason to stop me. (laughs) I'm not suspected of a crime right now.
1: How do you prove that that change didn't fall out of my hand and just happened to end up into the meter? You don't know. Oops! And then in. That's You know? Very sketchy with my change.
0: There's another option. Prepaid credit cards. Prepaid debit cards.
1: True. Hey, that's a good one.
0: Yeah, So
1: Yeah, but these none of these are as good as putting fucking expanding foam and um <laughs> uh, punk rock culturally significant spray paint on these meters because you're paying the state still when you pay this shit. I- like, oh, <laughs> you got you get out, of your, you get out of your car downtown and you look at a meter on homie's car and he's out of hours and you see that parking attendant, just you know, have a little can of spray foam, just a like, good go just walk away <laughs> it's great yep. there Helps you go the so cool. out. all right plug, all right, your, uh, plug your stuff, plug your stuff real i quick. gotta go oh yeah enemy In- of In- 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 the states dank podstash. you can find it on facebook youtube minds me we, all the pod stash or podcast catchers whatever the fuck they're called and uh patreon.com slash the dank pod new exciting rewards starting this month Thanks for having me on, brothers. I hey, appreciate thanks. it. It was a lot of fun. Thanks,
0: thanks for joining us. A short notice, homie.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Anytime. Take All right, care.
0: Peace.
1: Peace. Yeah. So
0: cool. And then there were two. <laughs> There's one and a half because my throat is fucking killing. Uh. Well, we got like that was like really fast. We covered like six articles an hour i know we're never this quick Uh, no normally it's like two hours for eight articles (coughs) we still have a couple more though i think don't we uh i got two i got two more i got two more on the list and um one will be fast and the other one will be also fast so we might have a short article unless you got something else or short episode unless you got something else
2: i'm sure i can come up with stuff to pull out of my ass to keep this going
0: Oh, please don't pull anything out of your ass while you're on video.
2: <laughs> it's this really cool magic trick. I'm not allowed to get children's <laughs>
0: parties anymore because of it. But... There was this one time at band <laughs> camp.
2: <laughs> it was real. I'm telling you, though, it does wow everyone.
0: I saw, I saw a meme, I think it was yesterday, and it had Allison Hennigan, and it said it's sad that this generation will never know what she did at band camp. exactly what the (coughs) uh you can know what she did in the bedroom if you have pornhub yeah (laughs) i feel so you
2: know the funny thing is though is i feel so old because like i see these kids that like you mention stuff from when we were younger or like the other day at work me and my boss were quoting um uh, quoting anchorman back and forth to each other and you know and that's from like when i was in high school and like we were quoting it back and forth and laughing and kids today don't
0: understand those jokes <sighs> <laughs> okay my son my son i i've i don't think i've really talked about him on the show uh, i have i have twins that are they're that gonna be 20 years old soon my son is autistic right and video games are his thing so he he loves he loves pc games and uh he saw the trailer for the 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 announcement for the new diablo 4 right which as we know won't come out for like six fucking years because of blizzard but so he started looking and he found like a, a free download of diablo 2 right which i absolutely fucking loved that game
2: I think of the Diablos, I actually think Diablo two was my favorite yeah. of them all. Yes. Like Di- I really enjoyed yeah. it.
0: Diablo three was like map based and I I didn't I didn't like it. The Diablo II is open world and it had a lot more expansion on your character. <laughs> with skill with the, the skills and all that. So but yeah, but my son downloaded and he started playing it or he goes to play it and he uses a PC but then he has like an Xbox One controller. Um, so he doesn't have to use the, the keys and it won't work with it. And he's like, he's trying to figure out why. And he's like, he's looking it up and he's like, oh, the, the controller came out in 2005. The game is from 2000. And I'm like, that game is as old as you are, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I f- felt myself like aged 10 years. I just felt so fucking old. <laughs> I laughed really <laughs> hard. Silly.
2: Yeah, because I I discovered uh, like Command and Conquer Red Alert oh. is available like in emulators for your phone, so you can play it on your phone like it's been ported. And I was super excited, and I realized how fast it was running on my phone. And then I'm like, oh, because this has like a hundred thousand <laughs> times faster processing rate right,
0: than the
2: computer that I had it on. Okay,
0: <laughs> red, red Alert. The Command and Conquer Red Alert, I think it ran on, like, Windows 98. Uh, 95, actually. 90 95. 95! Oh, fuck you very much.
2: Yeah, Windows 95 and 98 was what it ran on. I ran it on a laptop that was actually not dramatically thicker than the laptop I have now, but the laptop I have now is a gaming computer <laughs> and has, like, a GPU and everything else built into it and a cooling system in the chassis, so that's why it's so thick and that thing it was just so that it could run it needed to be that thick <laughs> it was huge oh the tiny tiny screen
0: <laughs> we need to go play oregon trail because we're that old fucking old oh yeah uh, all right uh, all right this is this is lovely i hate this fucking article because the cover photo is nancy pelosi um <laughs> Federal income taxes and federal spending both set records in financial year 2019. The amount of money the federal government collected in individual income taxes and the total amount of money the federal government spent or spent both set records in financial and uh, fiscal year 2019 according to the monthly treasury statement released Friday afternoon. However, even while collecting a record amount of individual income taxes, the federal government still ran a deficit of $984,388,000,000 during the financial year. In financial year 2019, which began October 1st, 2018 and ended in September 30th, 2019, the federal government collected $1,717,857,000,000 in individual income taxes. That's money stolen directly out of people's pockets <laughs> Yes And that was up $5,509,560,000 From the previous record um, That was collected in 2018 In, fi- yeah. in financial year 2019 The federal government spent a record total of four trillion four hundred and forty six billion five hundred eighty four million. dollars that was up two hundred and sixty one billion six hundred and sixty five million one hundred and seventy thousand dollars from the previous total uh, in two thousand nine. So think of one, think about what would happen if the United
2: States economy and all of its people suddenly had a trillion dollars one point seven trillion. okay, one point seven trillion dollars more in their pockets to spend, imagine what would happen, number one. And number two, think about the fact that despite taking in $1.7 trillion, we're still running the kind of budget deficit that we are. And tell me how magically, if we all just pay even more taxes, we're going to go ahead and fix that issue.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did you... Did you see Elizabeth Warren's, the total for Elizabeth Warren's spending bills? 42, what, 42 billion? <laughs> no, no, no. 4.2 trillion.
2: Oh, 4.2 trillion. No, yeah.
0: No, 4.2 trillion in new spending each year. Yeah. On top of the like four point or five, almost five, I think, the, the federal government spent.
2: Right, and well, this is and this is you know considering that our current national deficit for the united states is 20 trillion dollars 23 23 trillion dollars
0: 23 well once you get over across across 20. 20 yeah across 23 last week yeah so once you get over 20 trillion what's
2: another one <laughs> or 10 trillion dollars in deficit it's i mean that's that and that that money that national deficit that is all against you
0: that is yeah. being borrowed okay. against your labor. Okay, okay. Uh, the government spent uh four trillion four hundred and forty six million five hundred and eighty or four trillion four hundred forty six billion five hundred eighty four million, right? Uh, the the Treasury collected 3462196000000 uh in fiscal year twenty nineteen. And we're only literally, talking income tax, right? Like, this is no, just No, that was, that was, No, that was total. That was, that oh, was total. That was total. Okay. So that was total taxes taken. Okay. So the government is literally spending, like, 125% of what it takes in.
2: You know, when you do that, eventually you have
0: to declare bankruptcy. Yeah. But they're not going to declare bankruptcy because they have the world's largest military. Yep. And that's the thing,
2: is... I mean, try and tell me that this isn't a giant house of cards that's going to come down eventually. There's no way this is sustainable. <laughs> There's no way this lasts. It's
0: it's a it's a house of cards that is on fire and a fan blowing.
2: All it and, takes
0: And people are kicking the table.
2: And somehow it remains. But all it takes, all it takes is that one, that one tiny little thing that's gonna knock it all down. And when it all comes down The government ceases to function, and when that happens, the people in the liberty movement need to be ready to seize that
0: opportunity. And yet again, another good reason to be a fucking prepper and have some shit stored. You're going to want stuff stored away. You're going
2: to want to make sure you have weaponry, you have ammunition, you have body armor, you are fully prepared.
0: Nick is going to be upset he missed this conversation. I know.
2: (laughs) Right after he leaves. Sorry about that, Sorry, buddy. sorry Nick. <laughs> we, need
0: to do, we need to do a whole episode on just, like, prepping.
2: Yeah, that would be cool. i really like to do a, a prepping uh, podcast series, personally. That'll be, that'll I, be
0: had, well I had a Facebook page for a while called Anarcho Prepper, but that was when I was going through some stuff. So it's a dead, it's, it's long dead, but. See, and that's my concern
2: with actually setting up an inked anarchist uh, Facebook page is like, I'm going to get burned out on it and I'm going to stop doing it. Yeah. Like, and I don't want to just like have it die on me. And so
0: <laughs> you need I to just, find, you need to find more inked anarchists. As
2: well. Yes. So that I can have multiple admins to
0: keep it going. Yeah. yeah. I have multiple, I have multiple admins and one other one posts hey i post occasionally on stuff <laughs> i
2: do i post things it's just i like forget like i post it to my own page and i'm like oh hey maybe i should and like you'll be like hey why don't you throw that up there oh hey maybe
0: i should <laughs> so yeah the government is stealing lots and lots of money from people and spending even more than it steals and that's a constant and you think and you think fucking voting for somebody is going to change that
2: Boy, that Trump, he sure is a great businessman. He's running the federal government (laughs) exactly the same way he ran his businesses because, oh, yeah, he's filed for
0: (laughs) bankruptcy a whole fucking bunch. And and it's fucking hilarious because there's there's other articles on the government spending and the government deficit and, like, a trillion-dollar deficit. Right? A trillion-dollar deficit. And they blame the tax cuts for the lack of... (laughs) <laughs> for, the, for the lack of income like it's not a fucking income problem it's
2: no. not an
0: income problem
2: if you and, and again like I love to point this out like if you were trying to run your household the way the government runs fiscally you would wind up evicted and you would wind up on the street and completely destitute very 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 quickly <laughs> <laughs> end up in San Francisco shitting on the sidewalk Exactly. That's what would happen because it's not sustainable. You can't do this. And trying to just say, well, I just, because basically saying we need to raise taxes or we need to have more taxes to make this up is the equivalent of making, you know, you make $30 an hour, but you're spending the equivalent of $50 an hour. And then, You go, oh, hey, I found this new job, and now I'm making $100 an hour, so I'm good. But then you spend, like, you are making $200 an hour, and you wonder how the hell that happens. Making more money isn't the answer. Controlling your goddamn spending is. The money going out is the problem. And the United States government spends money like, you know, they print the stuff. (laughs) <laughs> oh I got I'm looking something up sorry <laughs> keep talking. Oh so they they spend it like they like they print it. Cuz they do. And they have a huge military that if anyone wants to call in those debts they're going to go, "No, what are you going to do about it? I'm not going to pay you. I'm not going to give you that money. And what are you going to do?" In response, nothing because they have a whole bunch of freaking tanks. The only country who has a huge amount of our debt that stands an even tiny chance of actually being able to call it all in is China, which is why they're the bad guys so much, especially for guys like Trump who are populist. They want to throw it all at China and ignore the fact that China is not the problem. They are. The government is. The people that voters keep voting for and the voters themselves, they are the problems. They're the issue. They're the cause All you're doing by trying to say Well we need to raise taxes Is trying to treat a symptom And not even treat it well You're not trying to treat the disease And the disease at the end of the day Is government
0: And people who support it Let's see I'm trying to look up like the total Collective worth of the 1% I, I know I know it's it's not as much as people think it is I think I think I think in in the U.S. it's like the total the total collective net worth of the of the one percent in the U.S. I think it's like I think it's like less than two trillion dollars, which would yep. be enough to fund the government for like eight months or something like that. Yeah, if
2: they completely um, confiscated okay, okay. every um, time of their wealth.
0: Uh, Forbes annual list of the four hundred wealthiest Americans and members' combined net worth currently equals a uh, one point seven trillion dollars. The federal government just spent $4.4 trillion in the last year.
2: But clearly the rich people not paying their fair share, that's the issue, right?
0: Yeah. You could confiscate every single dollar from the Forbes 400 listing in the U.S., and it would run the federal government for less than six months. Yeah. But it's it's Trump's tax cuts that are responsible for the deficit. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like oh my god people Go fucking eat a tide pot and calm down Well
2: yeah and you look at how The deficit has just climbed and climbed And climbed and climbed and then, and then you have people who go well you know when Clinton was in office Before Bush got in office When Clinton was in office We had a, we had a budget surplus We had a budget surplus Budget surplus that means that we took in more money than we planned on spending that doesn't actually mean that we weren't in debt
0: anymore morons (sighs) (laughs) I, i read something the other day too that said that um the u.s spends more on its annual um the interest rate for the national debt it spends more on the interest rate for the national debt than it spends on the department of education (laughs) <laughs> Just
2: paying off what they already owe,
0: and you wonder why everything is going to shit. <laughs> not that the government actually educates people, but you get what I'm trying to say.
2: Yeah, their their priorities <sighs> are pretty clear here. And look at what look at what the average defense contractor makes off of the government.
0: Yes, and it, what's what's fucked up is like the defense contract lobbying. It's like, it's not even at the top of the list. It doesn't
2: have to be because no. they've already done all of that over the course of years and years and years.
0: That and the, that and uh, there's no gov- there's no power, uh, and there's no profit in peace. Well, there's not.
2: Nobody makes, nobody in terms of like defense contractors and for the most part the government make money when we are in Pax Americana. Okay. <laughs> That that doesn't that is not good for business,
0: for the defense contractors. Yeah, it's very very bad. <laughs> All right, happy. How about a, we're, we're just gonna go into a happy one. We're, the last article that we have is uh, uh, volunteerism in action. I, I think like we started doing this a while back. You know, like a a voluntarist article like once a show, um, and we got away from it. I think when you start doing it again. Just like one positive article for show I always end on a positive
2: note i learned that in leadership training
0: <sighs> didn't you learn to kill people in leadership training or is this different leadership training
2: well no this is leaders the, the, the leadership training is after they oh, like you've okay. already learned how to do that and then they're like hey by the way you should be nice to the guys that also help <laughs> you <kill people."> so. <laughs> Because it may have escaped your notice but they that's, also have guns. That's,
0: that's, that's, that's kind of totally contradictory. <laughs> <but> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I agree. Yeah.
2: But All yeah, right. it's always what you do is you always make sure that you end on a <laughs>
0: positive note and telling them what they did well. You fucked up and you killed 37 of your squad members, but hey, you tried your best and you yeah, looked but, really
2: good doing it. But, but hey, uh, points for your marksmanship. As you were slaughtering them. So, you did. That.
0: That. <laughs> that was a nice headshot on that little brown kid. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Let's talk about the good things that you did as you accidentally murdered this entire village. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. Uh, if you see a need, try to fill it. Wisconsin teen hopes to inspire others. Uh, Manitowic M-A-N-I-T-O-W-O-C. Manitowoc. Okay, what he said. Uh, In 2012, Leah Hale knew something uh, had to be done when a three-year-old boy mistakenly thought donation items she brought to the Hope House were gifts for his birthday. Leah, who was nine at the time, said she hadn't really thought about families who couldn't afford birthday parties for their kids before meeting the toddler. She asked the director of the homeless shelter uh, a lot of questions that day about whether birthday parties were hosted there before or if they could be. Quote, the idea of doing birthday parties at Hope House was already forming in her mind on the car ride home, At least Leah's mother, Tiana, recalled. Uh, the little boy was dressed in a Thomas the Tank Engine shirt, blue shorts, and one blue sock, so Leah decided to throw him a blue-themed party. She and her mom bought balloons, a cake, and a gift back to Hope House for the child's birthday. This uh, this was the birth of the Hopeful Hearts Club, Leah's nonprofit group that hosts birthday parties for kids staying at the Hope House. Each child gets a gift, a cake, and party decorations at no cost to the families. Hopeful, Heart, uh, Hopeful Hearts Club started with Leah and two friends. Today, it has grown to more than 1,000 members. People who have donated their time, talents, or items to Leah's projects. Club members come from all over the world, from New York to Los Angeles to San Antonio, even Canada, Australia, and Italy. Leah taylors parties to make them more specific for each child. She's learning Spanish and wants to learn sign language to expand her ability to connect with families. Uh, In addition to birthday parties at Hope House, the club hosts events such as collection drives, holiday meals, and family activities like its Valentine's Day party. Halloween party, or summer picnics. Leah is planning a Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, so many donors have stepped forward that she plans to provide meals uh, to the haven of, of the county also. She's a sophomore uh, at Lincoln High School and has won plenty of accolades for her work. Yeah, Manitowoc is uh, generally ranked as the worst
2: city in all of Wisconsin by Wisconsinites. It is really bad. Um it's on yeah, the edge she, of Milwaukee. It's...
0: She was named the 2016 Manitowoc Volunteer of the Year. Manitowoc. It's Manitowoc. It's like Ashwabanon or uh... It's fuck it's Wisconsinite. <laughs> I cannot pronounce Wisconsin
2: names.
0: It's it's, they're it's native just, names the native it names
2: though. Is. They're their native names. So it's it's like uh Manitowoc is I want to say
0: fox. I could be wrong. I don't know.
2: But it's they're yeah. they're native.
0: Yeah. Names. In 2017, Leah co-founded uh, a service group called Backpack Buddies with three of her friends. The program ensures children in foster care in the county receive a backpack of supplies when they go to a new home. The backpack includes items such as soap, shampoo, toothbrushes, as well as com- comforts like uh, stuffed animals, toys, and books. And that's freaking awesome! Like she's a junior in high school or sophomore yeah. in high, school, whatever it is.
2: And who doesn't like throwing birthday parties for little kids? I mean, honestly, everybody loves throwing birthday parties for kids. It's, it's a lot of fun. They really enjoy it. And these are kids that are in situations in their lives that they really, really need it. And no one's making her do this. She just decided <laughs> that she wanted to do this because she wanted to make somebody who needed to be cheered
3: up happy. That was I, it. it.
0: Yesterday, um I had a family event and my cousin Tiffany and her partner, they are uh a temporary foster home. They have they have kids going through there all the time. Um and yesterday they happened to have uh, a little 9-year-old girl named Donna and they brought Donna to the little to the to the little family event. I had so much fun. Hanging out with this little girl. This little girl was as sassy as fuck. She <laughs> she shut me up a few times with her with her sarcasm and sass. And I am a fucking sarcastic person. Right? Whoa. She she got me she got me a few times, but uh um and my cousin actually told me that that girl laughed more yesterday than she had in the entire month that she's been with Tiffany. That she's been with my cousin. And when I went to leave, the little girl gave me a hug and said, "and and said, see you later, Uncle Jay." I fucking cried in the car. <laughs> All right, I'm just saying. I'm just like these these people aren't there by their own circumstance. This little girl was abused, and she had scars uh, from burns. Um, I'm not going to go into the whole story, but um, it's just it's it's absolutely beautiful that that uh, this this girl this this sophomore in high school you guys sophomore in high school and she's doing this like she was she, she has two volunteer organizations going helping foster kids and you people are wondering but who will build the roads
2: yeah exactly <laughs> like, <laughs> if a sophomore can figure out that people are capable of helping people without government getting in the way two
0: different volunteer programs
2: yeah two of them and she's running them they're hers and still going through high school but i mean that's that's the thing though too is like you got to remember like and, and i've been homeless multiple times and stayed in shelters and everything else thankfully i had you know family to help me where my my kids never had to go through that but um it doesn't take a lot for somebody In situations like that Especially kids in that situation To really do something that means The world to them And somebody still caring about their birthdays Is such a simple thing Small it's,
0: Small acts of kindness go a long Long way When you're, when you're literally hopeless when, yeah. you're, when, you're, when you're down like that Just small Little things Can change everything so. Oh yeah.
2: And that's, and that's what she's doing. And it's pretty simple. Like, well, I mean, I wouldn't mind getting involved in that. And I'm only like maybe an hour and a half away from it. Well, two hours, two and a half hours, oh, maybe two and a half go. most, but hours away from it. Like I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to getting involved in that. That would be a lot of fun. Bring birthday cakes to, to kids and shelters and be like, Hey, here you go. Like happy birthday. Woo. And celebrate is I love celebrating little kids' birthdays because like I hate my birthday because it means that I'm getting even older, but for them it's a big deal because you're getting older and they're still at that age where they're excited about it. Um, <laughs> it's still exciting <laughs> then. Once you hit 21 it starts to get downhill real quick. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> my, my next one is my 40th, so I know yeah.
2: exactly what
0: you mean. Yeah, all of a sudden um, you're like
2: oh no, 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 no. Yeah, it's and that's the thing, is it's you know, it, it it's a really small act of kindness. It's not very expensive. They're getting a gift, so it's not like they're getting a truckload of gifts. They get one gift, which is probably I mean, you know, maybe fifty, sixty bucks. If that if, it's a probably, probably not
0: probably not even that. Like probably a little toy, you know, something inexpensive.
2: Yeah. They
0: get a a birthday cake, a balloons, like I mean <laughs> it's it's not a lot, but it does mean a lot. And entirely voluntary. That that was that's the thing. That's the thing I'm trying to get out here. It's entirely voluntary. No coercion went into it. Like nobody's taxed for it. Oh. Yep,
2: she's not looking for grants. She's not looking for handouts from the government. She's looking for people. Individuals to privately decide That they are going to help this cause That they are going to donate oh, no. she to it did,
0: She did get a grant She did get a grant from a private company U.S. Cellular She got a $10,000 grant from them
2: Right, but not a government grant It was from a private company Yet again, no government involvement This is a private company voluntarily doing this No one's and making
0: them This is this is a sophomore again, you guys it's, this is, She wasn't even a sophomore when it started She's a sophomore now So she was Younger than a sophomore when she started this program. And we can't organize on how to fix a road. Yeah. Somehow the wide flat thing is
2: too complicated.
0: (laughs) There there must be bureaucracy involved.
2: I know. Because no one could ever figure out, oh, hey, I just need to make this wide flat thing. No one could ever do that on their own. (laughs) Ever. And like...
0: (laughs) I are mean zero going. They're not allowed on that.
2: Yeah, what what is happening? I don't know how to handle this. It's I mean, come on. I mean and, and Iowa Highway Iowa Highway Six, I
0: think it's Highway Six. Oh, something like that. Farmers. Was built yeah, it
2: was built in an hour one afternoon. The entire highway. And the present day highway six that you drive on is on top of the original road that was built that afternoon. Um and it was yeah i forget how many farmers were involved in that but just a bunch of people and they built a road in an afternoon
0: yeah the uh u.s highway 6 uh 319 miles across state of um let's see where is it at where's come on damn it this stupid slow loading piece of yeah (laughs) Uh, Yeah, before the U.S. highway system came into being in 1926, roads in Iowa were maintained and promoted by local organizations, which sought to drive traffic into their communities. Two such communities created virtually parallel routes connecting uh, Council Bluffs to Davenport via Des Moines. The routes were the Great White Way and the Northern River to River Road. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, who would build the roads? Farmers, apparently, would build the roads. Because, and I realize this may shock some people, people need their businesses to be accessible in order to get customers.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's not complicated, you guys. Come on now.
2: Yeah. This isn't hard. This is a very, very simple concept. Like, no one's going to build a business in the middle of a field and then go, God, I'm not getting any customers. Why, can't, why isn't anybody coming here?
0: That isn't going to happen. <laughs> the, the same entity you're asking to build the roads destroyed a guy's house over a shoplifter. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, Come and that's on. the other argument
2: that you get uh, against anarchism frequently is, well, but if you just have these private security companies and stuff, they'll run amok and they'll and they'll you know just be tyrannizing people. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, because that would be very different than the way the police are operating right now. Uh,
0: qualified, no. qualified immunity. Go, fuck yeah.
2: yourself with that BS. Exactly. That's the thing is like you got to remember that this is about. You know, what we're talking about here is with these private security firms is they would actually be held accountable monetarily and real responsibility wise and being punished by some sort of arbiter or something. They would be accountable for this, for their actions. The police are not and are blowing up people's houses. And it's not like that's the first time they've destroyed someone's house over something minimal. They do that frequently. In fact, they occasionally knock people's doors in and threaten them all with guns and murder their dogs when it isn't even the house that they're looking for. I... And
0: nothing ever happens. Nope. It's just it's let's see. Oh here's one for Okay, we got we got one more quick one. This is uh this is from a day ago. Uh Maryland, Maryland County executives ban police station from displaying divisive blue thin li- or thin blue line flag. Uh, uh, this is uh, uh, Germantown, Maryland. A county executive in Maryland has banned a police station from displaying a wooden thin blue line flag that was a gift from a local resident. Quote, the flag provides a symbol of support to some but to uh, it is a symbol of dismissiveness to others. Montgomery County Executive uh, Mark Elrich said in a note, quote, because it, is di- because it is divisive, the flag will not be posted at the 5th District nor any public space within the police department. The flag, a gift to the 5th District officer from Montgomery County woodworker James Shelton, is labeled by some as, quote, Blue Lives Matter flag in response to the Black Lives Matter movement.
2: Yeah, blue lives don't matter at all. No. That's funny. That's that is funny. Uh, No, you're you know, (laughs) and I guarantee you, they're all upset and offended by it. And you know what, that woodworker is a piece of Tory scum. Uh,
0: they're absolutely upset about it. And they actually, the um, let's see, uh, acting police chief Marcus Jones, um. Uh, quote, under my administration, we are committed to improving police relations with the community and will immediately address any actions that stands against our mission. So you guys having a thing
2: that's masturbatory for yourselves on your wall is uh-huh. somehow improving relations with the and community. Let,
0: and let's not forget that it's against federal law.
2: Yeah, because it's right. a violation Fla- flag Their code. State- yeah, they're state employees, which means they are under the flag code and they're violating the flag code. Because that's the other thing, too, is you hear a lot of people like flag code, flag code, eh, air, Yeah, which only applies to the military and state employees. It doesn't apply to the average citizen because there's this little thing called the First
3: Amendment that you may have heard of. Pretty sure. Nope, you're, like, frozen. Is that just me, or?
0: Oh, there you go. You're back. Okay. That was weird, because I could hear you, but... <coughs> Whatever. What evs? It is what it is. <laughs> I said something like, um... You said First Amendment, and I said something like... Uh, I'm pretty sure that if you could burn it, you could put a, you could put a rainbow on it.
2: Yeah, right? exactly. And it's, that's, I mean, the first amendment applies to the flag and I don't give a fuck what anybody has to say about it. And if you are a flag humper, then you are probably not going to enjoy this podcast much. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs>
0: but please, please feel free to comment on our Facebook page. That is the Anarchy Among Friends Roundtable Discussion. And And tell us what what you think Comment on the page Do not
2: send me a Facebook message To whine at me because I made fun of patriotism And then want me to call you To discuss it Because no (laughs) That is not happening I'm not calling you to discuss that that was oh god did i tell you that that happened (laughs) no it happened i want to hear
0: the story now so
2: an episode three episodes ago i think it was three episodes ago when we were saying something about but just where you know take your hat off when you stand for that super special song and uh (laughs) and pledge your allegiance undying allegiance to magic skycloth and like we were laughing about that and some random dude sent me a message whining at me because of my opinion of patriotism and apparently is i guess a friend of kevin's according to him and sends me this message and i'm like okay well i mean i'll respond to you but this is a little weird like why don't you just message the page like why are you messaging me uh that's odd and then like sent me his phone number
0: he's like don't worry i won't record it like just like no, I'm not gonna call you. <laughs> I don't, have no, don't worry. I, yeah, don't worry. I won't record it. In my immediate thought, he's fucking recording it. He's
2: record, and even if he's recording it, like I don't care. I honestly don't care. Record away, man. Record that because I stand by my convictions all freaking day. <laughs> but no, I am not taking time out of the middle of my day during a work day to call you to discuss the fact that you're a flag humper and don't like my anarchist podcast.
0: <laughs> never, never mind what you did for, this, for the Stars and Stripes, supposedly, before yeah. you became an anarchist. Yeah, no, I'm never, not going to... Never mind the fact that you literally died three times for... Yeah, none
2: of that. But the fact that I said, "Hey, I made fun of the national anthem well, now, now listen, Motherfucker, like, are you kidding me, dude, suck my fucking dick
0: all right i'll even I'll even paint a blue line on it for you,
2: yeah, exactly. are you kidding me? <laughs> come on it was it was absolutely ridiculous and it seriously happened it's the only time that that's happened but it was definitely one of the weirdest reactions and I do get you know and I laughed and and, and I tell people like I know that we're getting successful because we start getting hate mail yes when we start getting hate mail I'm like yes we're making it we're making a difference like clearly we're having enough of an impact that people who otherwise wouldn't be exposed to this message are now getting exposed to this message and it's upsetting them which is good (laughs) that's a good thing yes your tears are delicious status yes your your pain we exist on that that is our sustenance so continue yep
0: (laughs) give us an hour we'll burn your echo chamber to the fucking ground yeah oh on that note i don't have anything else
3: you have
2: anything else I don't think I really have any other stuff that I wanted to talk about. I think everything I wanted to talk about we de- we've either already covered on previ- the previous show or I covered it on my show.
0: On Anarchist Weapons Wednesday?
2: Yep. Anarchist Weapons Wednesday. It's supposed to be every other Wednesday. It wasn't this most recent week because I was sick and it was my birthday and I was really hungover after my birthday. So I was not going to try and sit here sweating basically pure whiskey uh Uh, (laughs) trying to do the show (laughs) wow i know i did it to myself but yeah that's uh yeah um (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so i didn't i didn't do it the last week but
3: uh anarchist weapons still there
0: oh there you go lost, lost me for a second that was scary Uh, Anarchist Weapons Wednesday on our podcatchers is doing almost as well as the roundtable. Sweet. So, yeah, go find him and uh, go listen to his – go find Andrew's YouTube page. It is linked in the comments below. Go buy Deerica's book. It is in the comments below. Um, The links to uh, Nick's stuff is also in the description and um yeah i don't have anything else and if you know who runs
2: antistate.net that makes that stuff would you seriously get them to get a hold of me or reply to my message because i really want to talk a sponsorship deal already
0: <sighs> yes oh special shout out like just like random fact uh biting the bullet podcast run by 3 ex marines anarchists um Absolutely fantastic! It is off the cuff. It is completely raw, like we are, and um, just random, disorganized. It is fucking beautiful, and it is a very, very good time to listen to. So, and uh, it's a drinking game. So every time, every time Jared says, "I don't give a fuck," you take a fucking shot. And if you live through the podcast, you win.
2: I can probably do that. I'll, I accept that challenge. <laughs>
0: you'll have, you'll have to go. Give them a shout out. That is a Biting the Bullet podcast. They're also on uh, Twitter and Instagram uh, and all the podcatchers. So, yeah, on that note, this has been episode 75, and we'll uh, see you in a couple weeks for the next one. Peace.